That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, so obviously it's been a little bit of a different night. We've changed up the schedule and the routine just a little bit, but it's still going to be good, right? Do I have an amen corner on this side or this side? Okay. Right. Okay. All right, it's like, so far this is leading, so I might, if I need help, I'm going to come over here tonight, okay? Even if it's bad, you got to say amen, all right? But if it's scripturally incorrect, don't say amen. Well. Hey, so tonight's going to be good. Uh, this is the third week of, give thanks, give thanks, give thanks, give thanks. I don't want to ask too many times, but it's the third week of our Give Thanks series that we are doing. And um, it's been good. It's really helped me a lot and um, really caused me to uh, be thankful. Thanksgiving's coming. It's that time of the year. But it's not just the time of the year to be thankful. We should be thankful all the time. But um, So last, uh, the first week when Pastor Jordan was here, he taught us um, that Thanksgiving, it changes our perspective. Anybody remember that? And if we can focus on what we do have rather than what we don't have, uh, then our perspective will change. And then, uh, anybody remember last week, Morgan taught us... Um, that uh, things that allow us to be thankful, and uh, one way was to focus on uh, what we are receiving and not what we're missing. It's really easy to see other people, what they have, and we don't have it, but you never know. Those people might be looking at you saying, man, I wish I had some of those things. Now, it's not all about that. It's being happy with what God's given us, and knowing that that other stuff will come in time, and not being so so worried about trying to get all this stuff. Um, she also said that only God can bring us satisfaction in life. Not that job, not that new pair of Yeezys. I was looking at those. Anybody know how much those are? How much? Oh, I was like, please. Wow, I guess I was kind of close, but I was looking at those. I was like, those are pretty cool. Somebody I was with said, those are ugly. I was like, dude, I will straight rock those. But um, maybe they'll be as squishy as these ones. These still squeak when I walk in. But, uh, okay, so. Tonight, I have, well, I don't have, don't have like five major keys on how to be the best you and how to have the best life right now and stuff. I mean, there might be something here if, if you're listening, but I don't have it set out on, on how, how your life is going to change right now and how it's going to be all great and, and amazing. It can be. I'm just going, I'm just, my order's a little bit different tonight. So, um, I do believe, though, what I shared tonight was will really help some people's attitudes. I'm not saying attitudes stink. Maybe your attitude does stink. But I'm saying I think some attitudes can be changed tonight and helped in a good way. So I want to tell you guys the story of the people of Israel. Uh, this story is it's found in Exodus. If you guys want to look up and read the whole story, it was good. I went back and had a little refresher last night. Not a Starbucks refresher, Miss Marsha, but a, uh, just a refresher on the story. And I, I saw some things. I got smacked in the head with some some revelation on some other things I'm going to talk to you about. It was pretty good. I don't have time to tell everybody right now. I was like, oh, my goodness. Sometimes, you know, when you read the Bible, you're like, oh, that's really good. I didn't see it. But I got really smacked in a good way last night. I was like, oh, my gosh. So uh, let's see. I got an iPad. I'm going to try this tonight. Preaching off of this. I actually got this specifically for preaching because it's small. Because, you know, the, the full-size iPad is like carrying like a, like a laptop around. This is a mini Kind of small, carries one hand. Now what I need is not, not this kind of microphone, one of those little ones that come down right here, and then I could preach and use this one hand. That'd be awesome. I mean, Pastor Dorn were talking about it, but okay. So Pharaoh, 
was a king. He's dead now. But um, he was king over the Egyptians, and uh, so he's king, and he sees that the Israelites are growing, and their number is increasing and increasing and increasing until he's like, hey, people, um, these Israelites are growing so large, not in size, but in numbers <laughs> that, that they could potentially overtake us. And, you know, here's a king, here's a, here's a, here's a pharaoh and of Egypt, and he's thinking, maybe if a riot broke out or if some people decide to turn against me, I'd get, I bet those Israelites would join and they would overthrow us. And he's, he, they realize it's a very high possibility that could happen. So he devises this great plan, which is not so great, but he captured all of them and took them into slavery and made, him, made them do whatever he wanted, didn't matter what it was, whether it was building statues of himself or I, mean, I, was, I was thinking he probably had like a tennis court built and like a, like a spa or like a movie theater in his backyard and stuff. I mean, that's what uh, I would do if I had people working for me, not slaves. But um, <laughs> that didn't go over well. But, uh, so he, he decided to capture all these people and make them, make them as slaves. And um, these were people that could potentially overthrow him, so that's why he did that. Um, so, you know, every single day they were forced to work terrible conditions and uh you know they were beaten and whipped and they were forced to work until they couldn't work anymore and then they were whipped and had to get back up and work even more so it's like pushing you to your limit then you think you're done but then they're pushing you even farther and it was like that day after day after day after day no rest terrible living conditions and like things for instance like they had to do they had to mix up concrete by hand and actually sometimes at my job i have to mix up concrete not by hand, but with a shovel and gloves on, because if you get concrete on your skin, and I'm sure, I don't know how they're doing it, whether they were doing this whole thing, and hay, and uh, concrete mix, but that stuff gets on your skin, you don't wash it off, it acid burn you, and I highly doubt the Egyptian slave drivers, like, yeah, man, go ahead and take a shower and clean up, no, so these people were probably, you know, scarred, and, you know, very frail, and looking like they've been mixing some concrete dust, probably looking a little ashy too, but um, let's see. So I don't really have all a bunch of time to tell you about Moses, but if you want to, he's also in Exodus, and you can go read the story of Moses, and it's really good what he did, but he was basically a guy that had no qualifications to do what he did, but yet God had favor on him, and uh, he was able to lead the people out of Egypt, lead the Israelites out of Egypt. So, so long story short, these people were slaves. Moses comes along, does a bunch of stuff. God has favor on him. He says, let my people go. Pharaoh finally says, all right, take them. And they, live, they leave Israel. So while I'm saying all this, remember we're on the topic tonight of give thanks. The title I have, and you can write this down, is give thanks and complaints with a question mark after complaints. So like give thanks and complaints. Get it? So I'm not saying give thanks and complaints. Give thanks and complaints. This is going to match up with my story. Uh, it better actually. So. so the people of Israel uh, lived as slaves uh, in Egypt for 430 years. How many know that's a long time? That's not like 
oh, I'm grounded for the weekend. No, these people were slaves for 430 years. I don't know. I know people lived to be a lot longer back then. I'm, I'm not, I don't think that all those people were alive for that amount of time, probably because they worked so hard, and then you get to have proper nutrition, I'm sure. But 430 years, these people were slaves. Their children were slaves. Their children's children were slaves. Their grandparents were slaves. So that's a long time. So Moses came along, said to Pharaoh, let me people go. He said, all right, finally, I will. A lot of bad stuff happened to Pharaoh because he, he didn't want to listen. So those people leave, and they're excited. They're praising God. They're thankful for it. But then something happens soon after that happens to a lot of us. They complained. They started complaining. They started having a bad attitude. They started having a sour attitude. You know, when they left Egypt, they had a crazy amount of material wealth, like packing on mules and donkeys and camels and just loading all that stuff out. It said, Bob says that the Israelites went to the Egyptians and God had favor on them and they basically told the Egyptians, like, hey, I need stuff to take with us. They're like, yeah, man, just take it. And then this next thing they realized, they made out with everything they had. And the, Israelites, or the Egyptians were probably like, hold on, what just happened here? But they didn't realize God was moving on them to be a giver, although they didn't, probably didn't want to be. So they left Egypt for being, from being slaves for 430 years with as much stuff as they could pack and much stuff as they could carry. I'm sure they had a big old long car caravan of, of camels packed with gold and, and, and robes of just the finest stuff, probably. So they had all that stuff going from nothing to all this, but they still complained. They still had a bad attitude about it. They're probably saying, gosh, man, where's Moses taking us? We're, we're supposed to be headed to the promised land, but we have all this stuff, and it's so heavy. I mean, they're probably toting around a gold chest on their back, you know, like this, and complaining how heavy it is. I, I wouldn't care as long as... I got to where I was going. I got to, got to spend that and buy some stuff. But, um, you know, God was leading them into a, a promised land that would, it would be beautiful. It would be everything they wanted. It would be theirs. You know, God set that so land aside for them, but yet they were still unthankful. They were still complaining. Moses, how long are we going to be walking around out here? Instead of, instead of walking around the whole time saying, thank God, Lord, Lord you've delivered us from being slaves, you deliver us from being captured for 430 years, and we're finally free, and you're, you're taking us to the promised land. So, you know, I, I, I sometimes think, like, when I've read that or other things, like, what a bunch of ungrateful dips. But, like, at the same time, I've done that so many times. I've been so excited about all this, this thing, whatever the thing is that you like or that you want. It doesn't have to be material possession. It could be peace or love or joy, something that you're after, and you finally get it. And then the newness wears off, and then it's not as good as it was. And then you see those things, whatever that thing is that someone else has, and theirs is newer, maybe the latest and greatest. Maybe it's the Nike 6.0s, and I got the 5.0s, and they're like, man, these are old. These are trashy, although I still like them. But, you know, you see something else that entices you, and you, you think, I would sure like to have that. And all of a sudden, the thing that was so important, the thing that you were thanking God for, now you're ungrateful for now you're complaining about because it's the newness is wear it off off of, from it so that maybe that's like maybe some people in here tonight maybe have that attitude that the israelites had you know they <laughs> this is crazy they went marching around wandering around in the desert for 40 years it was supposed to be 11 days 
to get where they were going to the promised land. So 11-day simple trip of packing their gold and all their stuff to the promised land turned into 40 years. Why? They complained. They had a bad attitude. Instead of giving thanks for those 11 days, it could have been, it could have been a breeze for them. I'm sure, they might have been just a little bit worn out from walking all that way, but 40 years, my goodness, wandering around in circles in the desert, thinking, well, hey, are we there yet? <laughs> are we there yet? Next year, are we there yet? They could have been in there in 11 days. How many times have you desired something so badly that, you know, you finally get that thing and just like them, they wandered for 40 years and they could have had it right up front, the thing that was promised to them. You know, their, their attitude of gratitude was replaced with an attitude of unthankfulness and complaining. So I ask you guys, what's, what thing in your life right now, what thing in your life are you complaining about? You can write it down. I actually encourage you to. Write down whatever thing you have a bad attitude about, whatever thing you've been grumbling, complaining. They, the, the, uh, in the story of, that I'm telling you tonight, in the book of Exodus, it says there was a lot of murmuring, so that's a lot of complaining and grumbling. What is that thing in your life right now that when you talk to either your friends or you talk to yourself or God about it, you have a bad attitude, you have a negative tone when you talk about? I mean, I could probably write down, I could probably write down a handful of things, honestly. I'm not going to pretend that I'm perfect. There's things where uh, I'm super thankful for, and that happened years ago that I'm still thankful for, and there's things happened yesterday that I'm just like still maybe I have a bad attitude about. So there's things that we can all work on. And uh, Pastor Jordan asked us to write down five things that we were thankful for. And uh, I feel like when you write things down, you, you are able to remember them easier. You're uh, more likely to see them and be like, oh, yeah, hey, I am thankful for this. I, they're good reminders. So... That I told you to write down that one thing that you've complained about, but now those five things that Pastor Jordan asked us to write down that we're thankful for, replace that. Replace that thing you've been complaining about with those five things. And remember, those five things that God, God has done for you, and just thank him for them. When you have an attitude of, of, of being thankful and, and praising God, it's, 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 not, it's not an easy thing to be ungrateful and complaining then after that. I'm not going to take, I'm not going to take a, a long time not either. Actually, it's kind of a shorter message I have tonight. But, you know, uh, our life group, uh, high school boys, where you at? Best life group at Church on the Rock. Uh, the other night, we, we, we went around and talked uh, in a group. Had a bonfire, hot dogs. That's why ours was awesome, hot dogs, you know. Mayonnaise on them. Actually, Charles put, Charles put barbecue sauce on it and said he'll never eat it again because he got sick but i love barbecue sauce on a hot dog i tear it up mayonnaise hot sauce i mean if it's if it's a sauce it's going on top pretty much other than like relish i don't like i can't do relish that's gross that's for like satanic people relish relish is so gross i put sauerkraut on a dog (laughs) that's so good okay so (laughs) um so I want to tell you guys the five things I wrote down um, that I'm thankful for. There's a whole, whole bunch, but I'd say these are the five things that um, probably are I'm most thankful for. My marriage, which that includes my wife. Well, my child's next because I'm thankful for him. Number two, Silas Scout. Can I get an amen, Madeline? Okay. Um, he is my first and he is my favorite. He's my only child, so I can say that. 
Uh, I'm, so, I'm very, 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 very thankful for my church and my church family. Those two, they just, they kind of go hand in hand because it's the same thing almost. But um, this church and you and, and you all in here have just been awesome. I mean, uh, been a, of course, Jesus has been the mainstay in my life, but Jesus works through the local church. And I'm, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without uh, having a relationship with God and without, without being in the local church. I mean, if I wasn't in the local church, I probably wouldn't have a relationship with God. And if I did, it'd be very weak or non-existent. But that thing I'm just extremely thankful for. Um, let's see. The fact, this is one thing I'm thankful for. I love getting to lead life group. I love getting to do this tonight, what I'm doing. And I love getting to lead worship. I'm very thankful that our, our pastors let us do that. Uh, you know, everybody on the team. But I love getting to lead the life group because I told them, I said, I said, I'd rather do life with you guys than a bunch of old, crusty people. <laughs> I'll just say it. Didn't I, didn't I say that the other night? Y'all did, better not tell your parents that. Like, well, I'm old and crusty. Who you talking about? <laughs> but I love my life group. We have a good time. Uh, and I was really encouraged because a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of the young guys, and you know, maybe, maybe you, everybody else already does this, but I feel like a lot of you guys opened up in a good way and talked about some stuff, and uh, there was some, some sweet things said, or even, I can't believe it, but Noah said he was thankful to have Charles as a brother. I said, hold on, can we get that in writing? <laughs> Please. So, no, there were some really good things said, and some, actually, I was a little bit surprised at some of the things people said. Um, I guess maybe I don't realize the depth that some people have to them, but it was, it was, it was awesome. It was encouraging. I'm really thankful for that. And last, I don't know what I'm thankful about. Uh, Oh, I'm, I'm really thankful for the provisions that God has given me lately. And the things he's done in my life, it seems like there's been uh, just like an acceleration of some things, especially this month and, and uh, even next month and some things that financially it's happening for our family. It's been really awesome. And um, I don't know, I've just been super encouraged about that. Um, okay, so those are the five things I'm thankful for. Uh, you know, there's always something to be happy about and thankful about. A lot of you think, I'm like, well, I can't think of a single thing. <laughs> well, Pastor Jordan, you got a lot of references tonight, sir. Uh, he taught us uh, Sunday, Sunday, yes, Psalm 51, 12. Um, the scripture was, uh, restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. You know, if you don't have one thing, and I guarantee you that's impossible, you've got to have at least one thing. But if you don't have one thing, you can have this one thing right here. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. I think sometimes we've been in church for so long and we've grown up in church that we can forget what it was like to not be saved and to not have that relationship with God. You might think, well, I, even before I um, was saved, you know, I really didn't do anything bad. Well, for some of us that have done some bad stuff, uh, to remember what God has done that, and, and to know that now I don't have to go to hell. I, I get to live in eternity with God and with you guys. Hopefully our houses are spread a little bit farther apart, but um, <laughs> I tease it. Chi-Chi, though, me and you are going to have a deer hunting farm in heaven. I guarantee it. God, hey, God said he'll give us the desires of our heart. So, just saying. You guys can come hunt if you want to. But, uh, <laughs> JC, you coming to hunt? All right. You coming? All right. Awesome. Cool. It's $1,000 a day to hunt on our property. But, uh, <laughs> um, but if you don't have one thing, you can be thankful that God sent Jesus to save you for the punishment that you deserve. That's one thing you can be thankful about. Uh, there's, I mean, there's just so many things. I mean, I, I, mean, I, can't even, I couldn't even list them all. 
the fact that Pastor Jordan really, and Morgan really have done really awesome with this topic, but I mean, the fact that I have more than enough in almost every area of my life, uh, where whether it's finances, clothing, I have, I have, I need to do that thing with the hangers where you turn them around if you don't wear it in like, what is it, like six months or something, you toss it out. Because I got so many clothes I just don't wear. You know, uh, I have like four trucks right now. <laughs> four trucks? Why do I need four trucks? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'll keep them though. I'm happy about it. But I mean, I have so many things right now in my life that I can be thankful for. And I guarantee you that you guys have the same thing. Maybe not four vehicles, but you have your things that you can be thankful for. Uh, a lot of the guys in our life group the other night said they were thankful for their family, which was, which was awesome. They, uh, excuse me. But uh, a couple of them said that, you know, hey, I may not always get along with my parents, like, really well. And we may sometimes argue and things. But I know they love me, and I know they've given me a Christian upbringing. And they said a lot of my friends don't have that. A lot of uh, their families are either divorced or just upset with each other. And they were really thankful that God has given them a family to, to raise them up the right way, even though sometimes it might bug them. But... A lot of them were thankful for that, and I thought that was pretty cool. You know, uh, being thankful and giving thanks are two different things. People can say, like, like, hey, man, are you thankful? Like, yeah, I'm thankful. But if you don't ever tell God you're thankful, you don't have to tell other people you can, but it's really you need to be thankful to God. You know, expressing and opening up your own mouth and telling God that you're thankful, that's, that stuff needs to happen. And, uh, you know, it says 76 times in the Bible to give thanks. And it says 47 times to give complaints. No, I'm kidding. It doesn't. It says zero times to give complaints. So, what, 76 times. That's, that's quite, a, that's quite a, a few times. That's Obviously, when God purposely says stuff like that, he's trying to get you to, to, hold, to, to get, get a grasp on something. So, I think he's wanting us to be thankful people. You know, I uh, have a little couple. Actually, I have a couple quotes, and I'm, I'm finished for the night. Um, gratitude <clears throat> adds power, and complaining brings weakness to your situation. When you, when you complain, just like the Israelite people, they could have been there 11 days, but since they complained, it pushed that out further and further and further into the future. And, and, and uh, thankfulness uh, brings power to your life. I have two quotes, and I'm going to close. It's only 740. I know it's kind of a quick night, but um, by our good old brother Joel Osteen, he said, one of the main reasons that we lose our enthusiasm in life is because we become ungrateful. We let what was once a miracle become common to us. I've, I've done that before. We get so accustomed to his goodness that it becomes a routine. I've been there. And this uh, next brother, Brother H.A. Ironside, <laughs> that's a cool name, Ironside. Uh, he said, now this might deal a low blow to some people, we would worry less if we praise more. Thanksgiving is the enemy of discontent and dissatisfaction. So if you're praising, you're going to be content and you're going to be satisfied with what God has given you. It may not be exactly what you want, but you'll be thankful that you have it rather than not have it. Well, Pastor Jordan, that's all I have actually for tonight. I have a kind of a quicker night.